With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, I want to reintroduce myself. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Rob. Rob. Okay. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name, is, my name is. So what I'm saying is this: If you survived eighth grade lunch tables, if you grew up in any sort of hood environment, if you understand gang banging, you understand geopolitics. Trust me. Let me let me show you this. As I was really trying to figure out if I could actually do rap for a living, because I never thought I actually could, I was substitute teaching. And then during my tenure substitute teaching, I found that I actually really loved teaching. Now, I taught in alternative high schools, so like all the juvenile hall schools and the camps. In California, we have this thing called camps, which is just it's for juveniles, but it's not exactly jail. Like it's not central or YA, which is California Youth Authority, but I digress. Anyway, I really fell in love with the craft because I was like, I feel like I'm I'm really good at this and maybe this was like my calling in life. Landed a job at a high school for the arts in a city called Pomona, last city in LA County, sugar free from. Anyway, while I was there, it was like, yo, you should just go ahead and get your credential and do this mug full time. So I did. Uh, I was already hired. So a lot of the like credentialing program was super easy. I was already through graduate program and it was time to take my CSET, which is the California single subject credentialing thing. Since I taught social science, I had three parts of the test. It was world history and geography, and then it was U.S. history and civics, and then government, something like that. And then the last one was California history, economics. I flew through everything until the economics. 
I had to take that mug three times. And it's not that I don't understand economics. I didn't know what they wanted me to say. I didn't know how to answer the question in a language the test spoke. And I never felt so dumb, especially about a topic that I was positive I knew what I was talking about. I never wanted anyone to have this feeling ever. This is why we started Hood Politics. Hey, it's so hood right now. Hood Politics. What's up, y'all? Hood Politics with Prop. This episode here is to reintroduce myself. Kind of led so many different lives in music and poetry and education, visual arts. That's actually what I went to school for. Some of y'all know me from the Behind the Police and the Behind the Insurrections thing with Robert Evans for Behind the Bastards. And basically the homie Sophie put me on and was like, yo, we finna make you a star, cuz. <laughs> Some of y'all like know me, know me, as in personally, we grew up with each other. And some of y'all may know me from music or poetry or Red Couch podcast with my wife. But the vast majority of y'all are new here. (laughs) So the story at the top is like, this is a true story. I was working on my credential. And the thing is this, economics is easy for anybody who grew up in the city. And my mind, actually it's easy for anybody. It's real simple. Don't spend money you don't have. That's easy. Spend money on what makes you money. If you borrowing, you gotta pay it back because you gotta pay somebody to borrow money from. That's called interest. You, I'm Basically, you have to pay me to loan you this money. I'm not just gonna give you the money because I'm back at zero. I need you to, I need to make money in letting you borrow money. That's interest. And the longer it take for you to pay me back, the more I'm going to charge you. It's simple. I just didn't know the language. I didn't know the words they were using. I couldn't read the charts, but I understood. I was a straight A student coming out of high school and, and through college. Like I graduated Honor Society. I knew what I was talking about. I just didn't know how they wanted me to say it. So I failed that mug three times. And I never wanted anybody to ever feel like this again. So when I started teaching, I taught hood kids. And I realized even in reading the like word problems, you know, Sally has five apples. I'm like, nigga, I don't know nobody named Sally. This don't resonate with me. But if you would have said something like, hey, the ice cream truck is coming and Carlos got five dollars, you got two dollars. And you ask me what ice creams we should buy. It's seven of us out here playing outside. We are going to figure out how everybody gets some ice cream. We all get some candy. You never go to the ice cream truck and only buy stuff for yourself. You crazy. That's crazy. So I knew, okay, if I'm taking money from Carlos, I know Carlos's brother push a whole lot of weight. So the money that Carlos got probably came from drugs. So I need to really count the cost as to should I let him buy me something? You got to figure out which is more offensive. Telling him no, because that might really put you in danger, or telling him yes and then owing him something. You know what that's called? I know now it's called opportunity cost in economics term, but I didn't know that then. I just knew, I don't know, man, Carlos, Carlos family dangerous. You got to be careful you taking money from Carlos. So in my mind, I had to figure out how to translate these questions into terms that I understood and then translate it back to what the people was asking me to answer this question. It took me three tries, dog. 
Like I could not get it and I never felt so ill-equipped. Yo, and for real, for real, if you really want to know why black and brown children score lower on average in the SATs, it's this. These questions aren't calibrated to us. We have to translate things into what we understand and then translate them back to what you understand. We all do this. You have to really be bi, tri, and quadrilingual to really understand how any of this works. And I'm not just saying black and brown. I'm saying poor kids too. It's not calibrated to us. And I feel like that's all of us with politics. The point is this. They not smarter than you. They just use a different language than you. And you could be the black and brown person in the community, which is the lens that I'm speaking from. You could be the rural kid from the middle of central Texas. You know what I'm saying? Tough as nails. You could be the trailer person in, in, in Pontiac, Michigan. It don't matter to me. You understand this stuff. It's just said in a different language, so it'll make you feel like they smarter than you. These people ain't smarter than you. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now, in this episode, I'm going to attempt to give you a treatise as to why I'm your guy a little bit of my background, and what I hope to accomplish. Um, you kind of heard what I hope to accomplish just now, but I'm going to try to go into it a little more and give you more examples of how this applies to politics and why I'm your dude. But first, your boy's background. Who is propaganda? So for me, all of it started in South Central, 73rd and San Pedro. That's where my family is, my, my father's side at least. I'm going to name a lot of places since most of y'all really probably aren't from L.A. You won't know what I'm talking about. I'm also going to not name names because it's a high possibility that 
you know, there's plenty number of people to listen to this that do actually know me personally. So I'm trying not to name names because that's not fair to them. And also the fact that these people listen to me that do know me would be able to call bullshit. So <laughs> I'm going to keep it a whole buck with y'all. 73rd of San Pedro, my father's side, almost all of his aunts and uncles on his mother's side all kind of came to South Central and South Los Angeles. So Watts, Compton, South Central, uh, a few of us kind of spread out to Crenshaw District, Inglewood. They kind of moved west. Um, but we all kind of like came around here during the 60s in the Watts Towers projects when Jim Crow was ending and uh, black people were allowed to own homes in a place that was never a slave state, you know, as far as slave, as far as black people are concerned. So we landed in this area. Uh, that's where a lot of my roots kind of sprout from. My first five was spent right on that street with my grandmother babysitting me. That's where I learned that I wasn't set out for gang life uh, on that street. If you listen to my music, I've talked about it before, the the alleyway on Florence and Main behind this uh, burger joint called the Golden Ox was, yeah, where I saw my first gun, where I realized I was 10 years old, where I realized, uh, yeah, gang life ain't for me. I was like, yo, these y'all signed up for this. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what you learn quickly is like, even if you don't sign up for it, having to navigate street stuff is unavoidable no matter how square you are it's you have to at least know how to navigate it I was in the art you know I was an art kid you know what I'm saying and and I fell in love with graffiti and graffiti became uh and hip-hop became the way that I spent most of my formative years the story about the alleyway behind the golden ox is a whole other story that we don't got enough time for this podcast but just know that was a squad car you know what I mean by a squad car that handed the homies these guns. Anyway, my family moved 20 minutes east to the San Gabriel Valley, uh, which is right outside of Los Angeles. Like I said, 20 minutes east, right outside of South Central. I moved to this neighborhood was predominantly Mexican, very Latino, but predominantly Mexican, which was another reason as to why I didn't join my neighborhood set. Because I mean, they was vatos, you know, they was cholos. So like I would be a liability to these dudes. But Again, this was my neighborhood that uh, sort of I kind of cut my teeth in, fell in love with hip hop, where I scraped my knee from for a skateboard, where I figured out how to hop the bus to the L.A. River and, you know, throw your jacket over the barbed wire to hop the fence to clack, 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 scribble your name on a wall, you know, and then how to throw the backpack somewhere else and, you know, stash it in a in a bush on the off ramp and come back at 11 to come pick up. I, I shouldn't be telling you all this stuff. It's also how I got into the system because of like the gang sweeps and gang injunctions of the 90s and 2000s in Los Angeles because stupid me wrote my name on every folder that I had and then put it on walls so then the popo could be like uh is this you you can't be like nah because that's the same name that's on <laughs> walls we were so dumb that's where I learned all this stuff I went to high school 20 minutes east of there to the sort of the Inland Empire is what we call it. Uh, I went to high school out there. Very diverse. It was a brand new sort of like planned community. The thing about California suburbs is like they're not as white as they seem. They're actually very diverse. And like every family had the same idea, which was, man, let's get a little money and get our sons or our daughters out of these environments. So we just basically took L.A. and such and just moved it to nicer houses. <laughs> I had a chance to sort of like 
live in a predominantly black neighborhood, a predominantly Latino neighborhood, and then in a white community that happened to be sprinkled with a whole lot of other uh, diverse pockets. So that's kind of the childhood, sort of the story. I felt, like I said, I fell in love with hip hop in those early stages of my life. Started rapping, battle rapping, and doing a lot of uh, graffiti and all those different things that kind of come around being a part of hip hop, where you kind of all over the city in all different types of communities that, you know, you jumping into schools, you jump ditching school to go to the neighbor, to the rival high school to battle somebody. Like, I'm not out here like, you know, we were, she was battling. Like, I wanted to, like, we had some breakdancing battles, you know what I'm saying, during the lunch break at a school down the street. So if I was ditching school, it wasn't to go smoke or nothing, although we was smoking. But it was over there to bust some windmills. Who's over there to slaughter whack MCs, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's, you got the testosterone going, it's hot heads, and again, Gang life is unavoidable. So some people start set tripping. You start serving this fool. He from his block. He got his homies out there. Now you gang banging. It's just like the stuff all overlaps. But you just see so much of the world and just being in love with hip hop. And if you live in Los Angeles, like the undercurrent of all this stuff is still what set you claim. What neighborhood you from? Because that kind of explains sort of the the metal for which you're made of. Do you got some strength in you? Do you got some staying power? And if I like, if I try to test your jaw, which basically means if I punch you, you know, or do you got a glass jaw or is there somebody else I got to worry about if I punch you? Can you call somebody? Can you make a call and the El Dorado come around the corner? That's why a lot of times when they're asking you where you from or why it's so important for Californians or hood people to say where they from, because it, it, it tells you all of that in that one sentence. So that's sort of the personal narrative. The school narrative is I went to school for illustration and intercultural studies. Then, like I said before, went and got my teaching credential in history and social science. My father was a Black Panther. So ideas of justice and Blackness, even though I was in a predominantly Latino space, these were unquestioned norms. The reality of racism in America, the reality of the oppression of poor communities everywhere was, was there was no option. You're going to participate in justice. You're going to participate and interact with government and law because, duh, they wrote it into the Constitution. Y'all told me I have a say, and I'm going to make you honor that. It's really the attitude you get from being raised by a Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? My parents split when I was in high school. My father sort of stayed around the L.A., San Gabriel area. I kind of bounced back and forth between my mom's house and my father's house in between nice neighborhoods and hood hoods really getting my passport stamped in pretty much any community whether it was filipino or pacific islander and you know tongan samoan latino i speak decent spanish you know and back back home to south central i just got to see the world in a lot of different arenas and then being able to go off to college in orange county which was if you know Orange County and Los Angeles, those are the people that Orange County is where they had the anti-mass protests. So I let you draw your conclusions about Orange County. That's where I went to college. So you just traverse so many different spaces and gives you a lot of ways to sort of like understand how everybody is looking at the same thing and drawing these different conclusions. So I finished school. I taught high school for six years. And during this whole time that I was finishing school, teaching high school, I was doing music, battle rapping. And then one day, actually the day I got my first record deal was the same day I got hired full-time at the high school I taught, which is pretty funny. But I had no delusions of grandeur. I kept working. 
But I kept getting, you know, more and more involved in hip hop until the day came that I kind of had to make a, make a choice. Am I going to continue to do music? Because uh, I wasn't doing either of them well. So I had to decide whether I was going to keep doing music or keep teaching. And I just decided I'm going to strike while the iron's hot with music. And I started pursuing that full time. Uh, I have no problem working. I clean toilets for a little bit. You know, I painted a garage one month to make meet rent. I went on tour uh, with some big names, you know, depending on how old you are. I went on tour with KRS-One. I was on the Warp Tour. I did the smoke out for a while. Uh, but none of it cracked until I started taking the poetry side serious. When that happened, I had a few poems go viral. I started getting on some sort of uh, a couple, believe it or not, evangelical events that put me on arena stages faster than I was prepared for it to happen, but it did happen. And uh, I was off to the races. But a funny thing that happens when you get into evangelical spaces is they tend to believe that you are just like them, which brings me to the final part of the introduction, which is the faith part. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Some of y'all who've been checked in with me for a while know where I stand, know that my background with music has been in a good amount of Christian spaces. I've, I've been able to like navigate a lot of different arenas with my music and with my poetry. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, you, can, you can't lie. A lot of y'all saw me as a Christian artist. So here's the thing. New people, I, new people and old people. I honestly believe the worst thing a person can do is have their faith tied to their income. 
It's just it's just a death nail, dog. You can't because you can't do either of them well. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not allowed for your thoughts to evolve. You know what I'm saying? You may think something a certain way because listen, anybody who got the same views and thoughts they did 10 years ago, like that's a problem. You you gotta grow. Like at some point you should be growing. And then there's this quote from like Upton Sinclair, which I really feel like like nails what I'm trying to say here. It go like this. It's difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. Do you know how many DMs I get from pastors who've been atheists for years? You know how many fools have come out to me, either in person over some beers or some weed or some DMs that are like, I just can't share this with nobody else. It's just the space don't allow for nuance. Don't allow for you to change your mind in any way so you either gonna lose your faith or you're gonna lose your job i was like if i'm a deconvert or dig my feet in the sand it ain't gonna be because of y'all i mean i'm not like a disembodied voice i mean i'm a real person and i got real people in my life that actually know me that are making sure like yo are you are you giving credit where credit's due? Are you loving your neighbor? Are you being as humble as possible? Are you taking care of your family? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Are you taking care of your soul? Are you, you know, taking care of the globe? You feel me that like, I mean, so many people worry about your theology don't actually know you. I, look, I came from a hood church. I love them families. My Uncle Billy Ray, my, you know what I'm saying? My uncle Chorus Gene, this was Citizens of Zion Missionary Baptist Church, Compton, California. Like I, I grew up like every other black person grew up. We went to church. You know what I'm saying? But when we say we went to church and we was Christians, a lot of times that conjure up that Western evangelical idea that most of y'all have because they built an industry out of their faith. The problem is I don't come from that. I don't understand how... A book that took place in the Sinai Peninsula, Nibia, Egypt, Ethiopia, somehow translated into a white Jesus and white supremacy that these people believe in. Rome, you the occupiers. You understand? You following the story? Rome, the bad guy in the story. I just, I don't, I just don't have no understanding about the Christian nationalism, the patriot, the God and country. I don't get none of that. I'm descendant of a slave. I don't understand what the hell they talking about. What are y'all so worried about? Why you only care about babies in a womb? Like, I don't, what about when they out? Like, I just, the hell I care about a Puritan. I didn't come from that. I came from an inner city space. I just didn't come from this like culture war, sort of like arrogance of, thought that we the onlyest people with the rightest answers about all the stuff and then honestly like real shit i mean i'm real cool on a lot of this how i'm gonna look my grandma in the face my great grandma in the face my ancestors who somehow got through them slave ships somehow got through the nigga quarters singing these negro spirituals and these families in and around our city who just cared about us so much and worried about you know for better or for worse what our soul was doing and became the people that they i can't look them in the face and say they tripping but I do know the Yang they talking ain't the Yang y'all talking. You feel me? So for me, look, I ain't finna talk to you about penal substitutionary atonement or super lapsarianism. Like, this ain't the show for that. And it's not where I am. You know what I'm saying? I done let go of a lot of stuff I used to think. And there's a lot of stuff that still reign true. But look, 
I ain't here to argue about his facial features. <laughs> I probably shouldn't invoke Kanye. But you get the point. I'm just saying, damn, man, chill. You know what I'm saying? But in the spirit of the show, let me give you a hood example about this. I have 14, I think. I think I have 14 first cousins. And I ain't finna tell you which side because my family listening and I love them. Now, this could be hypothetical. It could not be hypothetical. I don't name names. The point is, I know y'all can relate to this. So just, just follow me here. Other 14 first cousins, there's a, there's a few of them who are just, them niggas is trash. I don't know what else to say. These, they just, they, they criminals, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is my cousin. I love them, but they dangerous. That nigga's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them around my children. I don't like it when they around my, my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my auntie. That's my cousin. But I am nothing. And what sucks is like when you come around the hood, like if I come around the hood, I got the same last name. I come around the hood and the whole hood like, oh, oh, you, oh, word, you, you from that family. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Time out. I'm like, fam, it's. 15 others of us that ain't like that. I don't know what he on. This man didn't made his own decisions. We just share the same grandma. And my grandma, one of the most honorable humans on the planet. I just, I admire my, I love my grandma. So out of honor of my grandma, I can't disavow this nigga like he my family. I mean, we got the same grandma. What you want me to do? But Hell yeah, that nigga trash. You know what I'm I don't know what you want me to say, man. That's really the way I feel. I don't know what's going on with this white supremacy stuff. That's just white being white. I don't know what's up with this purity culture. That's just Victorian. I don't know about this colonialism stuff. That's just colon. That's what colonialism do. They just put a Christian name on it. That's just what they do. I don't got nothing to do with that. I don't understand none of that stuff. I don't know what to say, y'all. But that's my that's my backstory. You know, you gonna go through music, you gonna hear a lot of Jesus stuff. But trust me, Jesus, I'm talking about <laughs> that ain't the same nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm cool. Look, the earth older than six thousand years. I got you. I get it. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all reading that mug all wrong. <laughs> I'm cool with the gays. You feel me? Like I ain't got no homophobic bone in my body. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. That's not me. I got trans folks. I got trans family. Cause like, I'm not, listen, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't know what they talking about. <laughs> I'm just as outraged as you are. Trust me. All that to say this. I come from this really diverse background. I've seen a lot of different things. Now, I should never be your source of news. This should never be the first time you heard a story. This is more about you heard a story in the news, something going on in politics, geopolitics, whatever, and you just like, wait, wait, what? I kind of feel like is this, but maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm here to tell you, yes, you do. And the reason why I feel like I know I could say that is because I've had to traverse so many different worlds, whether it was the evangelical spaces, whether it was hood spaces, Latino spaces, Asian spaces, academic spaces, street spaces. I've just had to at least learn how to understand the way that they saw the world. And it helps me go, okay, this is what you trying to say. That sound a lot like this. When y'all talking about 
foreign allies. You just mean being clicked up. Who going to jump in? That's what they're trying to say. Whenever you hear a word about these are our allies, these are fine. They just asking you who going to jump in if you getting jumped. That's, what, that's, that's all it is. See, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that hard. You feel me? You talking about tariffs. That's that's a Balik Bayan box. All my Pinoy, shout out. Balik Bayan box. You know what I'm saying? Tita Rose just pulled up from Manila. You feel me? She in the house. She got this whole box of all kind of stuff. That's for everybody. Trust. She had to pay to get this in the house. That's a tariff. That's, that's a tariff. That's coming in. It's just, just think Balik Bayan box. You feel me? <laughs> it's easy, y'all. And all I want to do, I just want to direct traffic. You smell me? That's all this pod is about, directing traffic. So that's me in a nutshell. I know we didn't talk about any particular topic, but I just want to introduce myself with this one. And as we keep going in, we're going to dive into more things that have to do specifically with really understanding politics, because politics, after all, is just gangbanging in nice suits. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... My name is... Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by me, Propaganda, right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow the Hood Politics Pod itself at Hood Politics Pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored mixed and mastered by the one and only headlights y'all go follow my dog matt Auswowski. i still don't know how to say his name i'm glad he changed it to headlights follow him on his socials at headlights underscore music telling you here all these new other fly tracks this fool be making and the theme music was done by the one and only gold tips gold tips dj sean p y'all remember every time you check in politics y'all is just gang banging in nice suits Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen. Allow me to reintroduce myself. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.